0: Open, outspoken. It's ophthalmology off the grid, an honest look at controversial topics in the field. I'm Gary Woods. On today's episode of Ophthalmology Off the Grid, I'm talking to Dr. Jim Katz about a technology that, frankly, I overlooked. It's the Restore 2.5 with Active Focus. At a recent meeting, I was having a conversation with some colleagues, asking them what lenses they're really liking to use for presbyopia correction. And this lens just kept coming up, the Restore 2.5 with Active Focus. So confession time, this is a technology that I've overlooked. I think I haven't given it a fair shake. And I wanted to get Jim on the program to really talk to me about why he uses it, how he uses it, and how his patients are benefiting from this technology. So listen in, it should be a good time. Well, welcome to Ophthalmology Off The Grid. Today I have Dr. Jim Katz with me, and Jim and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, Jim has actually come out to Lexington a number of times and giving talks, and we, we see each other frequently at meetings. And Jim, I, I just want to say thank you for taking some time to talk to us tonight about something that I know that you've been enjoying using, which is the Restore 2.5 with Active Focus. So um, give us a little bit of a blurb about your experience maybe with this lens, maybe some compare and contrast with this lens with some other things
1: you're doing. And where do you you, uh, find this working with your patients in in your setting? Well, well, thanks, Gary, and thanks for inviting me to speak with you today. Uh, I want to talk about, again, this uh, multifocal active focus lens, the 2.5 lens. And I've been using it for over a year now. And I've really found a nice spot for it for patients who want to reduce their dependency on glasses, especially for that intermediate vision. So these are patients who want to stay connected. Uh, These are patients who want to stay active, and they are patients who want to stay independent. These are patients who kind of want it all and have a lifestyle that they feel they deserve to have these um, areas of the vision corrected well and I found the 2.5 active focus lens fits for all these patients. So it's
0: kind of interesting to me because it seems like all the companies sort of backed into the intermediate uh, range of vision and it seems like what we're finding is that as we back into intermediate vision we're getting happier and happier patients. Have you found that to be true with this lens and with your patients?
1: I think that's absolutely true. We're finding our patients are using more, as I said, staying connected, using more kind of tablets, computers, smartphones, those technologies where they use their intermediate vision as well as they want really sharp, crisp distance vision. And I think these groupings of lenses help to kind of fulfill these needs. In addition, I think specifically this active focus lens I found to have a lot of benefits beyond just another multifocal. And I can go through with you how we we and I've kind of determined this.
0: Give me a little give me a little bit of background on that because to be honest, my background, you know, I, I finished training in two thousand eight, got out, you know, got busy and was doing a fair number of restore lenses. And that's that's really generations of lenses ago. So right. you know, it's it's kinda hard when you had some maybe, you know. I have to be honest. I had a lot of really happy patients, but it's the few ones that were headaches that you remember and they, they come to mind, you know, easier you than the ones question. who were happy. But so for me, you know, when I think back about Restore, I, I didn't have the greatest experience, just to be perfectly honest. So now, Honestly. now reevaluating this lens. Give me some some pearls about why you think this lens deserves maybe a, a fresh look for people
1: who use the older products. The, and this is the reason. And I found this on my own because really, as as a company, there's an Alcon lens, this really wasn't discussed when the lens was first introduced. And what I found initially was I completely agree with you that a lot of my early restore patients, 3.0 and 4.0 ad, were happy, but I definitely had some patients who did have some quality of vision issues and uh, patients that also the near point was too close, but I was more concerned with the patients that had some quality vision issues and how, why were they having those issues and how could we avoid those? I started using the 2.5 or active focus lens in terms of trying to improve the intermediate vision, but what turned out is that not only did the patient see better at intermediate, but they had a better quality of vision, and I didn't really know why. And the reason why is the following. It turns out that this lens is a completely redesigned lens. It's not the same multifocal as other lenses. So, for example, it's really a hybrid design monofocal lens, meaning the lens without the diffractive portion is a monofocal lens. And that's unlike any other multifocal or extended depth of focus lens, meaning the central portion of the lens, the part without the diffractive surface, is a distant dominant lens. Not just dominant, but 100% of the light is dedicated to distance. And to my understanding, none of the other multifocal lenses, including the Alcon Restore lens, has a distant um, focus in the center. It's intermediate. So number one is the whole lens without the diffractive ridges is a distance-based lens. And then the the uh, diffractive surface is set to improve the intermediate range. It has less rings overall, so there's less uh, glare or halo. Um, but when the pupil is fully dilated, you actually get less glare and halo than previous multifocals. And actually the contrast sensitivity was comparable to the Acrosoft IQ lens or their monofocal lens, which is interesting because that has not been shown with other lens technologies. Contrast sensitivities at all spatial frequencies equal to their standard lens, or in this case, IQ, aspheric lens. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, I I have seen data that's that's sort of similar with the Symphony and that's kind of a different... um, Right. You know, it's kind of a... I guess you'd kind of call it a hybrid as well. But the tagline is it's sort of uh, a hybrid multifocal with monofocal like distance vision, and you know I look at that and I, I you know I, I sort of think well if it's a multifocal it's a multifocal and if it's not then it's not but maybe we are starting to figure out where where we can make compromises in terms of either the range of vision or the amount of rings or how we kind of do distance versus near splits where we're getting patients who actually are going to be happier. And we're not trying to necessarily give them twenty ten vision at all you know, ranges of vision, but we're actually giving them usable vision across a spectrum or across a range with a limitation of symptoms. Is that kind of where you're seeing this? You're not necessarily I, shooting the moon,
1: but you're making patients really happy because you're giving them something that they haven't had in years. I think that's a great summary of what we're trying to do. So we're trying to give them these, uh, the, the focus at different, depths at different distances, depending on if it's distance, intermediate, and near. And I'm not saying that's becoming secondary, but rather the quality of vision is becoming so much more important at each of these phases because that's we're finding out what really creates happy patients. Right.
0: Well and, and what's also interesting is when you look at the defocus curve on this, it actually it in some ways mirrors what's going on with the symphony lens. If you look at, if you kind of compare their defocus curve, it's very similar, because this really doesn't have that second peak. It really is almost more like an extended depth of focus lens where you're getting a, a large area under the curve. Honestly, that's kind of how I'm having this conversation with my patients now. I'm saying, you know, with a with a monofocal lens, You know, we can right now maybe you're at 2040 or maybe you're at 2050, and we want to raise that peak up to the 2020 level, you know, in that range. But you're still missing all this vision that is intermediate and near. But with a a multifocal, we kind of give you that hump near the, the near, and then it drops off intermediate and then it goes back up for distance. And then with these extended depth of focus and maybe this sort of fits in that in that category you're sort of extending the area under the curve almost like a plateau of vision and you get about you know maybe two diopters of of continuous vision and you know patients I think I think that's very attractive
1: to patients so they're not missing there's no void like you said it's almost seamless from distance to intermediate and some reading which I think is a huge benefit to the patient, as well as, again, these quality of vision differences. So, for example, minimizing visual disturbances. If you look at point spread functions, if you look at pupil sizes of, you know, three millimeters versus five millimeters, often there's more symptoms at night with headlights coming towards you because the pupil is large. But with this design, we're getting less Differences at a larger pupil than a smaller pupil. We did not have that in the previous versions or iterations of the multifocal lenses. Right, right. So, like you said, these hybrid designs may be, be advantageous not just because of the improved intermediate vision, but rather the quality of vision improvements. Right, right. Well, and the other thing is you still have the opportunity to mix and match this
0: lens with other technologies. So, um, maybe you could give us an example if, if this is a technology that you like or, you know, you, to use with other technologies. Have you had patients who maybe you do their first eye and they say, well, I really like the quality of vision, but I'd like it to just be a little bit, I'd like to have a closer near point. Are you doing any mixing and matching? And, and tell us about that if you are.
1: Yes, I have. And that's a great point because I think that we really need to individualize these types of lenses for patients. So already I told you what types of patients, the active patients, those ones that are connected, those types of patients, but I evaluate each of my patients approximately one week after the first eye, and I proceed with this really one eye at a time. Preferably, I would prefer to do the distant dominant eye first, but whichever eye has a bigger cataract, I'm okay with. But if I do the distance Dominant eye first, with uh, uh, active focus 2.5 lens, for example, I reevaluate the patient's satisfaction at approximately one week after the original procedure. And I do one of three things. In the second eye, a good 50% of patients, and that is an increasing number of patients, I will place the same 2.5 that is, active focus lens in the second eye, targeting um, the same approximate plano result. And I think with the both eyes set at that, they get excellent distance and excellent uh, intermediate vision. And I can't keep on emphasizing that quality of vision is what is so great, especially at distance beyond, again, what it was before with on average with the multifocal lenses. That's 50% and increasing. A smaller percent of patients at approximately one week would like a or prefer a closer near point for focus than achieved with the first eye. And for those patients, I may choose a a, a closer near point with the multifocal lens. So for example, a Restore 3.0, which gives a better uh, near kind of 16 inches focus point. And together, again, we talked about defocus curves, it kind of covers from distance to intermediate to near. And that's been working really well for those patients that do want improved near vision. And then finally, the third way is to choose the 2.5 lens again, active focus lens for the second eye, but target about minus a half a diopter of spherical equivalent in the eye. So to leave a little near, and we learn that from lenses such as crystal lens where we're targeting especially the non-dominant eye for a little minus, minus a half, minus three quarters. So those are kind of the three ways to proceed, and I've, I've done actually all, all three of those. And over time, over this year's period of time, for my patients, my 2.5 uh, lens active focus in both eyes has been somewhat increasing, but it's, it is far from 100%. And I think we still need to individualize this for each patient to satisfy them as, as well as we can.
0: Well, and that's, that's the, the joy and the you know, benefit of having two eyes to work on, you know, because after you do the first eye, you can sit down and have a conversation with them. You know, They they have a much better understanding of what they're actually in for after they've had one eye to sort of try it out. So it's really nice to have that conversation after the first eye is somewhat healed up and, and functioning well at a week to say, all right, here we are. This is kind of what we were trying to, to model and talk about in the pre-op uh, lane. And this is this is where we're at, so we can either up the ante, we can you know we can double down with the same technology or maybe make a little tweak and it sounds like all of those things are, are technologies or, or rather uh, techniques that you're employing with with great success so Jim, just kind of in summary, um, you've been giving us some great pearls on this if you're a surgeon who is maybe You've sworn off multifocals, maybe you've sworn off you know, other type of lenses in the past. What's sort of some final takeaways to get started? Who's a good patient to, um, to, to try this on first to sort of dip your toe in the water, so to speak, if you're wanting to maybe give this, this brand or this, um, this new lens a, a fresh start?
1: So I think it's important for all surgeons to understand the patient's activities and their visual goals. So I'd start there. And then I think it's the responsibility of the surgeon to ensure patients understand what their IOL options are. Because patients are absolutely more informed.
0: And then the surgeon should (laughs)
1: simply recommend the best option based on the fit of the patient. So the ideal patient is one that isn't too kind of obsessive or neurotic. Right, like Like most ophthalmologists with with. with. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. But but it's amazing how much easier it is to fit this type of lens, such as the 2.5, this active focus restore lens in, because it is more forgiving than it has been in the past. And I don't think, and I haven't been kind of caught up with patients who otherwise looks like everything is fine, but they're unhappy with it. And I think it has to do with all these things we've talked about. Uh, better intermediate vision, defocus curves make more sense, less visual disturbances due to the design of this lens, the 100% distance dominant in the center. These are what people want. They can't express these things to us, but this is what they want by being more connected. So those patients that work more on the tablets, computers, smartphones, and read less, or they say, no, I read all the time, but you ask them what they read. Are you reading magazines, newspapers, books? They say, no, I'm reading it all on an iPad. I read those every day. Wow! So that's a little more intermediate vision, and those patients are excellent for these technologies.
0: That's great. Well, Jim, I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving me a little bit of a um, information um, dump on this new lens. Because to be honest, you know, I've kind of been a little stuck in my ways. I have my lenses that I use, and you know, I I haven't really—I don't think personally, just to be honest, confession time—I haven't really given this lens a fair shake. And it's really nice to know that there is a there are some differences about this lens that make it stand out, um, maybe over and above the restore lenses of the past. Um, and this is a this is really another option, another tool we have in our tool belt. And just as an aside, you know, I I, uh, I saw. You and I saw Quentin Allen down at Millennial Eye last weekend, and you know it seems like the, it's, there's great content, but sometimes the real meeting happens out in the hallway. And I, I walked by Quentin and I said, "said Hey, man, you know what are you using these days?" I said, "What? What's your favorite lens that you're using?" And um, he said, oh, I'm using the active focus. I said, really? You know, out of all the lenses, you're using the Restore 2.5? He's like, man, that's my fastball. I said, if you're not using it, you got to try it. So, you know, I, that, that really kind of took me back. I said, man, I may, maybe, I've, maybe I've overlooked, a, you know, a diamond in the rough here. Maybe this is something that I need to think about. Um, and so I really appreciate all the information. It was great to talk to you. It was great to see you last weekend also. And uh, thank you for coming on tonight and uh, giving us all this great information. Gary, it's my pleasure. Go ahead, try the lens. I think you'll be happy. Awesome. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. This has been Ophthalmology Off the Grid with uh, Jim Katz and Gary Wirtz. Our field is so exciting. It's ever-evolving. It's ever-changing. And as soon as you think you know everything, it's a good sign that you're in for a surprise. Tonight's episode, I really felt like I learned something. Hopefully, you felt the same way. And I'm actually excited to learn a little bit more about this technology and perhaps try it on a few patients in the near future. This has been Ophthalmology Off the Grid with Dr. Gary Wirtz. Thanks.